0: People of the world, we are live. Welcome to Marketing as a Foreign Language, episode 113. Today on the show, big tech profits during pandemic. Amazon is no surprise, but Facebook and Google, WhatsApp ads, disappearing messages, kind of going after that TikTok dollar. Speaking of which, new learn feed in TikTok, they're promoting education on the channel. Facebook ads, new motion effects for still images might want to go check that out facebook portal all-time low price i personally haven't used portal but uh, let's see what they're trying to do in terms of price hashtag stop the steel blocks we're going to talk about a little bit of politics on the show and finally the impact of socially conscious audiences and how it can affect your marketing show starts right now This from marketingtechnews.net. Multiple tech companies announced quarterly earnings on the same day last week, including Apple, Google, Amazon, and Facebook. Arguably the biggest single beneficiary of COVID-19 is Amazon, which has been the go-to e-commerce site for millions of U.S. consumers. During the pandemic, the company reported gross revenues of more than $96 billion, representing a 37% year-over-year revenue growth. Advertising makes up most of what is reported as other revenue in the company's earnings statement. It reached roughly $5.4 billion, up more than 50% year over year. So let's start with that. Um, it is not surprising, obviously, that Amazon is making a ton of money. Um, it is easy to look at Bezos and uh, to judge him harshly, um, as he has more money than anyone could possibly ever need. Um, that being said, I love Amazon. I'm a big fan of... And uh, if you think about it, they have sent probably, um, I don't know, almost an incalculable, incalculable amount of incredible items to your doorstep uh, during this here pandemic. Now, um, if you can't afford Amazon um, or if you don't use Amazon, I can understand your perspective looking at Amazon as this uh, ridiculous behemoth of a company um, that has taken a huge uh, portion of what would have been local mom and pop shops. But I think you'd be hard pressed to argue that Amazon does not deliver an incredible service in 2020. Back to the article, Google reported just over $46 billion According to MarketingTechNews.com, in total revenue and 37 billion dollars in ad revenue, Google absolutely killing it. Paid search contributed 26.3 billion, while YouTube brought in 5 billion. So let's be clear: um, Google is in the business of selling links. Uh, it's called Google Ads. Uh, they're selling links to websites. Uh, personal injury attorneys can spend 80 dollars on a click. It is incredible on a single click. Um, so when it comes to Google, understand that the vast majority of their revenue coming from paid search, YouTube only bringing in 5 billion, a fraction of the 26.3 billion that Google is. Back to the article. The year-over-year increase of 6% and 32% respectively, so YouTube growing much faster than Google. Facebook generated $21.5 billion in third quarter revenue, almost 99% of which was from ad spending. Not surprising at all. This is where Facebook is generating their revenue. More than 90% of that revenue comes from mobile user engagement. We're all on our cell phones. On its earnings call, Facebook said it now has 10 million active advertisers, a majority of which are small businesses. That's up from 9 million advertisers in Q2. There was a time when Facebook was not selling ads. Uh, It wasn't that long ago. Uh, But now they've become a ubiquitous part of the advertising landscape. WhatsApp adds disappearing messages. This from socialmediatoday.com. After months of testing, WhatsApp has today announced that all users can now access its new disappearing messages feature, which will see all new messages sent within the designated chat self-erase. After seven days, as explained by WhatsApp, when disappearing messages is turned on, new messages sent to a chat will disappear after seven days, helping the conversation feel lighter and more private. Helping it feel lighter and more private in a one to one chat, either person can turn disappearing messages on or off in groups. Admins will have the control. So, I think the illusion of privacy and the illusion of, um, not of, of, uh, impermanence on the internet is attractive to people, even though it is an illusion. It's not real. Um, it is so easy to screen share what's happening on your phone and on your computer. So this idea that we can somehow turn back the dial and live in an era when, you know, the phone call probably wasn't being heard or the, uh, the snap wasn't being recorded or the photo Um, simply existed in a uh, memory box somewhere, um, those days are gone. Uh, And so I think this sort of um, attempt to, you know, add that uh, what they they refer to as lightness or more privacy, eh, you know, it's a nice little feature um, to add here. And WhatsApp, obviously, um, trying to grab some of that Snapchat uh, demo. So that's all it feels like to me. New learn feed in TikTok. This from socialmediatoday.com, and what appears to be an expansion of its quote, excuse me, hashtag learn on TikTok program, which it first announced back in May. TikTok's new test is now testing a new dedicated learn stream of videos within the app, currently in testing and appearing for only some users. The stream, as noted, looks to be an expansion of its at learn on TikTok program, which I am for. I think that's very cool, which is being funded through TikTok's fifty million dollar creative learning fund which it announced earlier this year as part of its broader 250 million dollar commitment to assist with the impacts of covid so we're going to talk about um, social marketing a bit later in the show Uh, this right here is uh it's heartwarming it's heartening have you heard that as explained by tiktok at launch we've partnered with over 800 public figures media publishers educational institutions and real world professional experts who have been affected by the global global t- pandemic to bring learning material. So basically, imagine TikTok as um, as one of many social media platforms that in the future are going to be providing a lot of educational content. Um, I think the university as it exists today and even high school as it exists today is going to be very antiquated in the next five to 10 years. Um, something saw on Reddit recently showed that adolescents are getting a lot more sleep Uh, the whole get up get ready uh, get to the physical location um, the moving back and forth between classes all of this amounts to a lot of gasoline being burnt uh, co2 emissions less sleep for kiddos um, who desperately need it for their developing brains and uh, in the end i think we're going to have a much better educational system as private companies move into this space I think there's going to be a gamification of education. Uh, In case anyone's wondering about my credentials, I have a master's degree in education from the University of Minnesota and I taught for a few years. I think that the in-person classroom is a very antiquated and outdated model. If you are a six year old and you can do calculus, why are you doing subtraction? Uh, It's very stupid. And obviously, you've got um, the public education system in the United States, which is very strong Um, and uh, for a lot of folks, it's their only option. I think if we can move virtual, if we can digitize and gamify uh, learning, we can have folks um, in Spanish 4 you know, who are 10 years old. Why not? We should be able to have kids in AP English who are 11. Um, there's no reason why uh, smart kids shouldn't be able to advance, and there's no reason why kids who are very into math, but let's say average at reading, can't be in an advanced math class while learning at grade level for reading. So, the virtual environment, I believe, is much better for this. And um, if there is any silver lining in the current pandemic, I think it's forced a lot of educators into uncomfortable positions. Uh, This is not to say that the current state of affairs with education, especially this um, kind of hodgepodge thing we've thrown together, um, is good. I know that the current um, pandemic-style education is not good. But... I do think it's going to bring about some pretty incredible moves in education. Facebook adds new motion effects, this from socialmediatoday.com as well. Facebook is testing some new visual effects options for still images posted to newsfeed, which add simulated video-like movement to your picture. So you take a picture and all of a sudden it's moving around. The new options provide two sets of visual effects. Layout provides different presentation styles. Motion adds basic movement to your image. So just as we have GIFs, um, Now we've got a new option. You might want to log on to Facebook, see if you can find it. It's a visual effect option for still images. So you can add movement to that. might be neat to play around with. Facebook Portal is something I've not personally used. Have you used Facebook Portal? Do you like it? Leave a comment in the comment section. This from Engadget.com. A good video chat experience is crucial at a time when in-person visits simply aren't an option. Facebook is capitalizing on that with an early Black Friday sale for its Portal calling devices on both Amazon and its own store. Multiple models have reached all-time low prices, so if you ever wanted to try out Portal now, now might be a good time to do just that. The 8-inch Portal Mini dropping from its original $129 to just $65, not bad. Tempting if you want video calls on your kitchen countertop. The regular Portal is back to a record low, $129, while the large Portal Plus is $229. So obviously we saw a gigantic uh, jump in the stock price of Zoom. And uh, unsurprising to me um, that we are going to be seeing sort of, I guess for lack of a better word, little portals all over our uh, home that uh, more directly connect us to the internet. I think people leaving their home is going to happen less and less and less as time elapses. Being educated at home. I think residential home prices are going to be stabilized or grow based on the fact that people are going to want that extra room in their house because they don't have an office. They're not paying that uh, commercial water bill, that commercial internet bill. Uh, We're going um, into the next evolution of humankind. So the uh, home itself is going to become much, much more valuable. Where you live will be more valuable and entrepreneurship is going to do nothing but skyrocket. I hope. Hashtag Stop the Steal has been blocked. This is from FoxBusiness.com. Facebook has blocked the hashtags, hashtag Stop the Steal and Sharpie gate to prevent the spread of misinformation as election results show narrowing margins in battleground states, determining who wins the White House. It is ridiculous how close some of those states are. The company confirmed to Fox Business the hashtags which help to increase the exposure of certain posts on the platform refer to claims that Democrats are trying to steal the election from Republicans and that Arizona election officials provided voters with Sharpie markers for their ballots. We're covering this simply because um, Facebook, um, I should say Twitter was in a lot of hot water over the New York Post um, debacle uh, where Jack Dorsey apologized a couple times saying uh, we should simply not have banned it completely. Um, Here we've got a blocking of a hashtag from Facebook. We'll see if they get similar blowback. I think the timing of these things is very important. Um, So the timing of the uh, New York Post article being uh, taken down uh, was right before the election. And so I think people were uh, much more um, energized, you could say, um, by that. And so we'll see. Um, if Facebook's uh, decision here to stop this partic- particular hashtag goes anywhere. The impact of socially conscious audiences. Our final article of the day. Consumers today, according to marketing, technews.net, are more socially aware than ever before. Gen Z and Alpha, have you heard that one, Gen Alpha? Actively engaged in conversations surrounding social issues like mental health, equality, education, and climate change. They consciously search for brands with social values that are in line with theirs while avoiding those which aren't. We have talked about this at length in the past. The article continues, brands need to realize that they need to go well beyond just lip service and do the work on creating an honest social impact. Based on a poll conducted in Forbes in 2019, 88% of consumers who want to support brands that have social causes aligned with their product service. So, Everybody says that. I think for most small businesses, it, it just never factors into the equation. Um, I have spoken with a lot of small businesses over the years and uh, they, it's kind of a nice to have for them. Uh, I think when you get to larger brands or brands specifically designed for cause marketing, this sort of thing, um, it tends to play a lot better. For example, I was watching a YouTube video today of a former convict who was um, pushing prison reform And he was doing a typical video, you know, 10 things you should be aware of as a prisoner, things you should check out. Very interesting content. Um, uh, I couldn't finish the whole video, but I really wanted to. And uh, he's pushing for prison reform. So it's such a nice synergy between his brand, his personality, and what he is fighting for. There's a soul element to it for sure. Um, So I guess the disconnect here is if you're a local plumber, it might be more difficult Um, than, say, Coke. Um, If you're a Fortune 500, it's uh, pretty much required that you have some sort of social impact marketing agenda. Um, I would love to see small and mid-sized businesses feel a bit more pressure in this area to do more, but the reality is, you know, if your profit margin just doesn't really give you that much time to focus on these sorts of things, um, it can be uh, one of the items that you simply don't focus on at all. Um, it also is difficult to toe the line between doing good work and just seeming like you want praise for doing good work. It's tricky. Um, you know, if you volunteer time with the United Way and you're constantly, you know, letting people know about it, you know, where where does this fall um, in public perception? Do people look at you and go, oh, good for them? I'm very happy. Fantastic. Buy the product. Great. Right? Or do people look at you as you're trying to manipulate? Uh, their perception of you by being fake, I guess, would be the best way to describe it. Um, how much of the work that you're doing is actually having a social impact? How much of your soul is actually in it? And how much of it is just the desire to be perceived as a, a good person? Ladies and gentlemen, it's Friday. Oh, yes, it is. If you have any questions, join us for the live show, 1030 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Every single Monday through Friday, you can leave questions right there in the comments. Let me know what you're thinking. Uh, obviously, leave a comment in the comments section if you uh, are watching this after the live show. You can email us at info at senditrising.com. If you're crazy and uh, you're living in 1996, you can give us a call, 702-263-0141. Or you can check us out on the podcast, which is available on Spotify, iTunes, and many other podcast platforms. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for swinging on by. Class is a dismissed